On September 5th and 6th, right before the fires started wrecking havoc in Aria, BIPOC Liberation Collective, along with Lane Kai Mutual Aid, the Sarmio, Eugene Jail Support, GTFF, and others, put on Imagining a Better World and Abolition Experience, a two-day event featuring live music, speeches, and trainings. On the first day, multiple groups tabled. I got a chance to speak to representatives from some of those groups. They were Abolitionist Common Library, Eugene Democrats Socialist America, Neighbored Anarchist Collective, and University of Oregon Young Democrats Socialist of America. I asked them three questions. What is their group? What does abolition mean to them? And how does their group fit in the abolitionist movement? Some representatives chose to stay anonymous. These interviews were recorded live at the event, so you may pick up music and other people in the background. We are the Abolitionist Common Library. You can find us at a common library on Instagram or abolitionistcommonlibrary.wordpress.com. Abolition to us comes from an understanding of the black radical tradition. In the words of uh, Stefano Harney and Fred Moten, who wrote the book, The Undercommons, that is very um, influential for the stuff that we do, they asked the question, is abolition the abolition of slavery or the abolition of a world in which slavery could be possible? And we take that to the extreme and think that abolition is not just the abolition of infrastructure, such as the police or prisons, but of the deeper societal frameworks, material infrastructures and relationships in, that could have made those institutions possible in the first place. So not just the abolition of police, but the abolition of a world in which police could be possible, not just abolition of prisons, but a world in which such deeply rooted punitive instincts are our immediate response to societal problems. So abolition is that, but it's not just a destructive project of destroying these institutions, worlds and relations, but also a constructive um, project. Uh, you know, as Ruth Wilson Gilmore says, it's not about absence, it's about presence. Abolition is the creation of infrastructures, institutions and relations that um, meet human needs and allow for human flourishing in all of its forms something that we don't really know what would look like, but will only emerge through our protracted struggle against this world. Yeah, I think it fills two roles. Um, first, we're trying to destroy and abolish the university. Um, a lot of people have made the connections between universities and gentrification, universities and anti-blackness, universities and the capitalist exploitation of knowledge creating generations in debt and debt and debt um, but we see the institution of the university as something that is problematic to its core and the way that it handles knowledge in commodified hierarchical racist forms and so we want to destroy the university and create spaces for learning and practice that aren't just related to getting a job but are related to um, exploring what human flourishing could look like, exploring what human beings could be if they had a world in which they could be at all. Um, that's the first thing. And the second thing is just spreading radical literature, um, uh, spreading radical forms of thought that often get forgotten and creating the continuity of um, struggles past, present and future, um, fighting for the dead in the sense of making the thought of the dead visible, that's something in which we can inherit, um, creating a relationship with past struggles in, in that sense. And that's what literature and knowledge for us mean. Um, so yeah, destroy the university, but also create forms of knowledge and learning that aren't beholden to anti-black capitalist 
hierarchical forms of teaching and learning, etc. My name's Keith. I'm with Eugene Democratic Socialists of America, and you can find us on Twitter at DSA underscore Eugene, and we're a big tent socialist organization here in the U.S. Um, working to build socialism. So all kinds of tendencies, all kinds of different socialists, anarchists, and other assorted misfit leftists um, doing what we can to build socialism in the U.S. For me, abolition, I would say it refers to a, a new vision for a more just world. We know that policing, as it's configured, is in de defense of capital and private property. It finds its birth and its origin in these systems, and they are inherently oppressive systems. And so abolition means we need a new framework. We have to envision a new way to come at justice, something more equitable, and something that isn't oppressive, right? And in service to a racist capitalist system that we live under. Everyone I've met in DSA feels really strongly about abolition. And so what's happening right now is within DSA, we're all looking into this question, we're examining it, we've like pooled our resources and we've thought very hard about it, and we're starting to formulate some actions around this. And so what we're gonna see in the future is DSA trying to take a role in, in pushing things a little to the left and, and trying to provide leadership in the abolition movement. Obviously, like this is something that's been going on for a long time. Big ups to all of the people that have been doing the work for so long. And we want to respectfully engage in this movement and just like push it towards something, something greater, something more just, you know, something that reflects the principles of socialist. This is perfectly in line with the way we, the way we would like the world to be. I'm with the Neighborhood Anarchist Collective. I think abolition means the systematic tearing down of structures that are oppressive, whether that's economically oppressive, um, socially oppressive, racially, uh, gender oppressive, any kind of oppressions, tearing down those structures um, and creating something that's more equality-based. The Neighborhood Anarchist Collective, I think, is basically targeting the state and people's dependency on the state uh, for resources. It's definitely economic dependence or social dependence. It's trying to break those ties with the state and show people that you can create structures um, that do mutual aid, that uh, give resources to the community, that are non-hierarchical, um, that are more collective based, like collective decision making or sharing of resources. So we do a share fair once a month, which is a monthly gathering that gives out uh, food and clothing and resources to people who are in need. Uh, but it also creates like a, a envisioning of a space where people um, are not relying on capitalism and are not relying on the state for resources. Um, so it's and then um, it's very education-based, too. So educating people about what, what anarchism actually looks like in practice and putting it into practice in the community in a way that people can help each other out. So it's very mutual aid-focused, very education-focused uh, way of doing abolition. But uh, very infrastructurally-focused work. Um, 
that's trying to actually show ways that anarchism can work in everyday life for people. My name is Zach. I am with uh, the Young Democratic Socialist of America at the University of Oregon. So to me, abolition, I think about the abolition of slavery. And I think about the what I think about what things looked like in the Reconstruction period. I'm a big history nerd. So I think what people don't realize is Reconstruction was the most radical period of American history. We had the creation of the first welfare systems. We had the creation of public education. We had the Freedmen's Bureau, which was highly flawed, but was kind of the start of a lot of social services here in America. And the reason for all of this is because when they abolished slavery, they suddenly had to completely reconfigure how the social system operated in the American South, right? The, the whole system was a slave empire. So when you abolish a noxious, terrible institution, what you end up is a, with is a kind of positive chaos. And so when I hear people talk about abolishing the police, you often hear this question of what do things look like after we abolish police? And I'll tell you, I don't know, but it will be interesting. It will be a hell of a lot better than what we have now, right? So as far as abolition, I think of it as the ending of the old world and the creation of the new, essentially. So YDS, A, what we do is work on campus, typically with undergrads, um, and we try and push the cause of socialism, and we try and do various things like that. So for the abolition piece, a lot of what we're doing is the educate and agitate part. We're trying to educate ourselves and others about abolition and about the situation faced by black people here in America and other minorities. We're trying to educate people about settler colonialism and how capitalism operates under racial hierarchies and within racial hierarchies. Um, and then a lot of what we're doing is just seriously agitating. Uh, there are plenty of people at the University of Oregon who will hear liberal versions of anti-racism and hear about how we need to create a kinder and gentler capitalism. So our role is to try and talk to students and tell them, no, no, there is no kinder, gentler, less racist capitalism. Uh, the only way we're going to see liberation is through a communist or socialist system. So that's essentially what we do. Educate and agitate. And then we're working on building the capacity to start doing the uh, organized part of that as well.